0: Principal Matters podcast bonus episode. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, Principal from Skytook High School, and host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, imaginative, and innovative ideas for improving your own school leadership. You can check out all my resources for school leaders at my website at williamdparker.com. This week's episode is a bonus episode. Uh, if you want to listen to um, ideas for school leaders at my website, you can do that there and check out my blog posts and previous podcast episodes. But this week's episode is a little more personal. Uh, I don't know about you, but we are on Christmas break at the time of this recording and uh, enjoying time with family. My wife's family and my own are both uh, in uh, Missouri and Tennessee. And um, although we've had an incredible time connecting and um With our family members. We've also had some challenging times this holiday season. My wife's father recently passed away. And I wanted to actually share some thoughts uh, from a story about my own childhood and my thoughts about my father in law's passing uh, that have been going through my mind lately. And, uh, you know, as a teacher, storytelling is probably the pedagogy that has helped me the most in connecting experiences with lessons. Uh, and as a former writing teacher, uh, I have enjoyed using writing as a, as a vehicle for um, relaying those experiences, too. It's uh, also been helpful in my keynotes and presentations and connecting stories to actions or stories to ideas or stories of ways of staying inspired. And so this week's story I want to share is called Beasting, and I'm just actually going to read to you the uh, the, the thoughts that I had placed down from this childhood memory. A few weeks ago, as we were sitting by the deathbed of my father-in-law, there were lots of times to reminisce, uh, to reconnect with family, to tell stories, uh, to cry. Uh, there were also some quiet moments, and it was in one of those quiet moments when I decided to start writing down uh, this memory that came to me. And later, I was actually on a flight home from an event that Growing Leaders had hosted in Atlanta, Georgia, when I pulled that story out and began to finish it when it came full circle for me. And so I just wanted to share that story with you today um, as a Christmas present or a New Year's um, tribute, and uh, it's called Bee Stings. My Aunt Ruby had a color television, and every Saturday I would ride my bicycle a mile up the gravel road, Past cow pastures, and the pole barn to sit in her living room floor and spend hours with Bugs Bunny and American Heroes. If I stayed till lunch, we would eat pimento cheese sandwiches or fresh strawberries in late spring. One Saturday, when I made it into her driveway, I dropped my bike in the grass by the front door and suddenly I stopped. Swarming by the front steps around her geraniums were honeybees. Now, I was eight years old, and even though I could bait my own hooks or shoot a gun, I was terrified of bees. Once my dad had let me help him pull honeycombs from his beehives, he had dressed me up in coveralls with gloves and boots, taped my clothes around my wrists and ankles for safekeeping, and he placed a netted hood over my head. Absent of a gas mask, I'm sure I looked like a backwood version of a first responder donning his hazmat suit. Daddy was wearing the same, and when he lifted the lid on the first boxed hive with his gloved hands, I could see webs of droning bees, masses of crawling, buzzing, stinging creatures swarming the honeycombs. Look down here, Daddy said as he removed one of the rectangle combs dripping with honey. This largest bee is the queen bee. All the worker bees are male. They protect the hive, find pollen, and mate with the queen bee who lays eggs for future bees. If another queen bee is born, it's either killed off or leaves to start its own colony. As he removed the honeycombs into mason jars, I looked up from the science lesson and could see dancing brown bees swarming around daddy's hood. And then I glanced around, taking in the entire scene, realizing how closely surrounded we were by buzzing, stinging bees. Just then, Daddy looked back at me. Hold still. I think a bee has gotten inside your hood. I panicked and began to cry. Dad knew this was not going to end well. With a single bee trapped inside my hood and buzzing around my ears, I was beside myself with fear. He stepped forward and began swatting my hood, trying to kill the bee before it could sting me. I began screaming. He kept swatting. Smack! I could feel the sting to my scalp. Daddy rushed me to the house and deposited me with Mama, who wrestled the beekeeper clothes off me and treated my wound with calamine lotion while they tried to soothe me by saying, Don't worry, when a honeybee stings, he loses his stinger, which makes him die. There was a small part of me that felt better, knowing that the culprit would meet his fate. As I stood outside Aunt Ruby's door, the images of bee stings flashed before my eyes, In reality, these bees were probably enjoying a lazy diet of pollen without a thought in the world of the peering boy. And even though there were probably only six or seven of them, in my eyes, this was a swarm. Well, I was frozen with fear, and I just stood there crying. I have no idea how long I stood there. It never occurred to me to walk around the side of the house or the back of the house. All I knew was there were bees between Aunt Ruby's living room and me. Minutes later, Aunt Ruby came out the front door intent on morning chores, and she glanced up, surprised to see me there. Willie? What are you doing? Why are you crying? She grabbed me by the hand and pulled me into the house. I was safe again, past the scary bees and cozy in the refuge of my Saturday morning cartoon haven. I remembered this story the other day when I was sitting by the deathbed of my father-in-law. He was only in his mid-70s, but age had taken his mind. And over a number of weeks, David had begun to lose touch with reality. He'd forgotten how to eat or drink. He'd forgotten how to talk. He had fallen asleep and he couldn't wake up. There was no way to know what his thoughts were as he lay there. Maybe he was reliving his own childhood. Maybe he was remembering the joys of watching his mother mixing cake batter or his children being born, or the bliss of holding grandchildren. Maybe he was preaching his first sermon as he was once a minister, or teaching a classroom of 8th graders about Martin Luther King Jr. as he was once a history teacher. Or maybe he was afraid, thinking of the pain, difficulties, and regrets that he had known in life. As these agonizing seconds lengthened between each short, shallow breath, we knew that this was the end. And suddenly he stopped breathing, but then he started again. This was a roller coaster of emotions. As we gathered around his bed, I listened as my wife told him how much we loved him, not to worry, we were all safe and taken care of. I listened as his sister reminded him that soon. He would see his parents and their other loved ones. So we held hands, and we sang Amazing Grace, and then David stopped breathing for good. For a moment, I could feel a sensation in my mind or my soul like being caught between two places, like I was witnessing a tug of war between heaven and earth. Maybe he was already in God's presence, or maybe... Angels were escorting him between the here and there, or maybe he was standing outside the gates of eternity when he halted like I did outside Aunt Ruby's door. Perhaps he could see the doubts or fears that made him wonder if he would have the courage to step forward. I know I'll never know what it's like on the other side until it's my time, but I like to believe that at that moment, God swung open the door, looked at him and said, David, what are you doing? Why are you crying? And with a loving fatherly grasp, he grabbed him by the arm and pulled him to safety. Past his fears, past the doubts, into a glowing refuge of safety, warmth, and relief. And as he wiped away his tears, he reminded him that death had lost its sting. The culprit had met his fate. There were no more regrets here. He was whole again. He was home in a place where he had all the time that he'd ever want for family reunions, pimento cheese, sandwiches, strawberries, and time with the only one who takes away all of our fears and makes all things new. You know, as I came full circle with that story, I was actually sitting looking out an airplane window at a beautiful sunset. And I was probably somewhere over Georgia or Tennessee on my flight back home to Oklahoma when that story came full circle, from the memories of my own fears as a child of bee stings to wondering what it's like to face the fear of death and knowing that for those of us who have faith, we have a promise that death has lost its sting. I hope that as you are facing the end of your 2016, that you've been able to gather with others who are recharging your batteries, with those who mean the most to you, being able to reconnect with the things that matter most, so that when you return to your school in just a few days, you are filled up again with enthusiasm and with refreshment and with determination and courage to connect and to teach and to protect and to provide a great place for kids to learn because what you do matters. And uh, as, we, as, as I'm wrapping up this bonus episode, I just want to tell you, if you haven't heard it from me already, uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, if you are interested in connecting with lessons that I share with school leaders, you can find them at my website at williamdparker.com. If you want to subscribe for my weekly updates, I'll send you a, a weekly newsletter uh, and a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. You can also check out my book, "Principal Matters, The Courage, Motivation, and Action Needed for School Leaders at my website or at amazon.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you have a fantastic day and a wonderful holiday, and I'll talk to you again soon. Never be afraid Eat for cra-